Welcome to the Jazz Notes Podcast. I am your host, James Stratton. And before we get into tonight's game, we're going to actually talk about something that's going to be coming up here soon. Um, I'm about to hit my one-year mark recording these podcasts, and, and at the same time, it's going to be my 50th episode by the time I have it planned out. So what's going to happen during that episode, I'm pretty much not going to reflect back on this season this far. I'm going to kind of go forward into the season it's really hard to hopefully by then they have a schedule release i don't think i'm going to go through every single team but at least kind of get a gauge of where we could be sitting at as far uh, especially looking at like strength of schedule so far into this league so uh with other teams and saying hey we have a good chance of you know maintaining this first place lead or hey we could expect to fall at, at one point which could be true but anyways, um, I'm also, the main part of it is going to be answering questions. I haven't done any of this so far this year, uh, or this season. Last season I did a few times, and there's a lot of questions. I kind of want to get back into it. Um, it. It could be about anything. It could be about like the, the future I see with this uh, jazz organization. Or it can be questions about me, you know, uh, what made me become a jazz fan, which I've already explained. Um, also, like... Uh, what's my favorite jazz moment or whatnot any anything really can go uh as far as questions it'll be out on instagram on my stories i might even put something in my uh actually instagram account post for those who don't really click on stories that much and also if you're one of the listeners that doesn't have instagram or uh follow me on instagram you can do so at the jazz notes it's all one word um but yeah if you're not on instagram and you can't answer or ask any questions at all i'm also on a page for facebook same thing the jazz notes um or you can email me at our uh at our email address which is going to be the jazz notes at gmail.com i keep it very simple <laughs> and it's mainly for me not for you so let's get into the game we are traveling to los angeles on a first game of an away away game against the same team which is the clippers this time so that's pretty interesting uh, we have played these uh back-to-back games not you know the night and then the next night but the the with the same team twice in a row which hardly ever happens i think it happens like once every other season and it's usually a home home game so they'll travel to our place we'll travel to theirs it's not at one location so we're traveling to la as the number one team in the west and in the league with a 23 and 5 record the clippers are uh 21 and 8 number three in the west and in the league so just gauging extremely how good this western conference uh is you know usually you have that that east team that's kind of dominating like uh, milwaukee has been for the last two years um but overall this west team is just outperforming or the western conference not west team but uh the Western Conference is outperforming the East thus far. I mean, in the power rankings, I think I only have two teams or three teams into the top 10. Um, and then the bottom 10 teams, there's like eight out of the 10 that are Eastern teams. So, yes, the West is very dominant this year. Again, we're kind of expecting it to be a little more even killed with uh, Westbrook and Harden. Uh and KD going over to Brooklyn, 
Uh, Westbrook going to Washington, of course, and the league kind of realigning itself a little bit better. It hasn't really shown, mainly to Westbrook. Um, not really performing in Washington, so it's kind of on the wayside. But overall, again, this is going to be a very tough season for any team. Any team, really. Any team can win this out, I believe, uh, on the on the Western side. I, I'm actually nervous for an eight seed team uh, beating us if, if we do maintain that number one seed. Um, also good news as well uh, before we came into this game. Uh, Coach Q, uh, Quinn Snyder, was named the Western Conference. Um, I think they're doing Western Conference, Eastern Conference coaches again. He, I think they went away with it, but with this whole COVID thing, I, which I, in the end doesn't matter because if they do meet up, they're all going to meet up anyways. But I think they're going to do West East again, uh, which I like more. I don't like these teams. Um, these uh basketball go to half court and pick your teams i don't i don't like that i like the west facing down the east um and he's going to represent the west with the the best record in the west um just deserves it it's just surprising that uh coach alone never got to be able to do it but it's just attributed to coach q's ability to uh, talk to his teammates, get ideas from both ends flowing. Uh, his, his, uh, hey, what do you think about this? I mean, Donovan Mitchell did a very good post-game interview about this, about how much the team respects him. And honestly, it's not just our team. It's pretty much any player that talks about Coach Q is like, you know, this is this is a great coach. I'd like to play with him someday. Um, and, and, yeah, yeah. I'm just so glad that the Jazz dumped Ty Gorbin and went after this guy. And just to think, I think they're talking about like 10, 20 years ago uh, when he was uh, let go from University of Missouri that he thought he was never going to coach again. I I'm glad he never gave up on that because now we have a great coach in our system. Um, before the game as well, uh, Conley is still out along with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So I was expecting this very aggressive start from the Clippers with these uh, role players becoming more, you know, the dominant players into this game, kind of setting themselves up to hopefully potentially get more minutes, especially for those deep bench players. So um, never sleep. Uh, we I think we learned that last year when I think we had like five or six games in a row where these teams were just pulling their stars because we couldn't answer. We we couldn't beat these teams without their this, their best players, and just these trap games weren't working for us last season. We haven't seen that at all this season, uh, and hopefully for the rest of the season, uh, being able to dominate these or put away teams that don't have their stars playing um, is a very you know. I was thinking about that today. Is like this is another test that we hey. We can't sleep on any team that has their stars out because that's when they're deadly as well because these these core players are trying to become role players. These role players are becoming trying to become star players um, in these games and really stepping up. And um, we're doing the same thing with Joe Ingles coming off the bench, stepping up for Mike Conley. So we really have to do the same thing about putting teams away. And we've done great this season so far. So starting the game, just poor, poor shooting for both teams, and nothing is really going down at all. The Clippers' defense is smothering early, just like I predicted, uh, not letting the Jazz get comfortable at all with their offense. They're 
they're doing the same thing that the 76ers did. They're kind of blocking the passing lane and making the Jazz play their iso ball that we haven't really been that great at so far this season. Rudy is making life hard for the Clippers as well in the paint. He has no blocks yet, but he's altering a lot of shots. He's making them take quicker shots or, or higher floaters uh, to make sure that they don't get that, that block from Rudy. And it's just not working for them so far. I mean, halfway into this uh, quarter already, the Jazz are up only 9-7. to seven, And now the Jazz after that halfway point just start getting sloppy on both ends they're giving up turnovers to the clippers and the clippers are uh finding their open shots as well getting the court a little bit more spread on their side and getting the shots they want the jazz have given up on their offensive sets now it's really attributing to the clippers not letting them pass it around so um i believe just keep running your sets um the Clippers are going to wear themselves out by running around all the time. Um, but we're, we're really not doing that. And after a terrible shooting quarter for the Jazz, the Clippers are up only by one, 25 to 24. So can't complain too much except for, hey, we really need to be putting this team away fast. Um, especially if Kawhi or Paul George plays next game. And we're all we're all smoked because this, uh, this unit has really uh, wore us out. Getting into the second quarter, um, we're already giving up too many offensive boards to a much smaller team. We're not like giving every single offensive board, just uh, one too many at times. I just see um, Rudy, only the one who's crashing the boards, and then the Clippers, they have three or four of their team, you know, really going after the rebounds. Um, but not only is Rudy doing great things on the defensive end, he's also stepping out on, on, uh, stepping up on offense. Um, he's really being aggressive. He's not doing these uh, fancy floaters or uh, quick layup shots that he was doing early into this season. He's really dominating the rim by uh, hammering it home. Um, Niang is really off early as well. He's not hitting anything, even if he's open. I believe he wasn't doing that well last game as well. And the Jazz are just keeping their heads down on offense. They're not finding the open man anymore. I think there's one point that Bogey was really trying to force up a shot. And Royce O'Neal, who is two for two on three-pointers already and had like the team high scoring at this point with eight points, was wide open behind him at the three-point line. And he just kept his head down and just forced the shot up. And the Clippers just know that they have given, them up, given up on that because you see them going into the lane and all the players just collapse on them. And our players are just trying to throw it up now. Halfway through, the Jazz are down 37 to 34. So again, not terrible, especially with how much critiques I have so far. Donovan is terrible so far this game. Even though Patrick Beverly is just playing this great defense on him, Mitchell needs to keep his head up, and he isn't. So, you know, at points where he gets the ball, I think he's too he's too worried about beating Patrick Be- Beverly off the dribble. And he puts his head down, and then next thing he knows, he has three guys around him, and um, he doesn't pass it out. The Jazz can't get anything done right now. It seems like we've been at this 34-point mark for a while. I think we ended up missing like seven shots in a row, um, just showing how bad our offense is. Uh, and And half of it is up to the Clippers' aggressiveness towards us on the defensive end, but at the same time, it's us not hitting our open shots.
Donovan finally wakes up on this offensive end and he gets his shots going in. But the Clippers are just scoring on their side as well. So, and and it's at will too. So, you know, even though someone's starting to get hot, we have to stop it on the other side. Um, the Jazz are not taking good shots at times. They're forcing things up. They're trying not to get open. Um, players are just standing around at times and, you know, just very stagnant. And hopefully they address it at halftime and really start getting players moving around again. Because the Jazz are down 51-46 going into half. But it could have been worse. It could have been 53. Donovan makes this great block as time expires. Uh, I forget who was driving. I think it was Lou Williams. Um, but just blocks him. And uh, we go into halftime only down 5. We allow 26 points, not too bad, but we only score 22, so our offense really does need to step up. But, you know, I'm not too feeling too bad, especially seeing how big of a second-half team we've been during this whole run. So going into the second half, the, aggressive this, the aggressiveness of this game continues. Um, there's really no team and real advantage right now. It, um, every time the Jazz get the lead back, they just act like this dog that finally cat the, catches the car. They're too excited, and then they let the lead go again. Um, and, and it's just really odd. It's, you know, the Clippers will be up by three, then the Jazz will get up by one, and then the Clippers will get up by three again. And it's just so frustrating at times. Um, Jazz halfway down, or or halfway into the third quarter down 63 to 62 and now Mitchell is taking control of the offense of this game it's not always good but overall it's keeping the Jazz in this one for sure um, and again just a very aggressive game everybody on both sides are very aggressive the refs are letting them play through a lot of it and I think it's really disrupting the offensive flow on both ends I mean the Clippers are one of the best offensive teams and we're we're holding them you know we're holding them down um, mainly due to us responding on the aggressiveness after three quarters the Jazz are up 81 to 75 they hit my 75 points. We've been undefeated so far, so it kind of made me uh, happy and kind of nervous because it's not it's not exactly gone yet as far as the game. We haven't put it away. We score 35 points, so our offense finally wakes up, and we only allow 24. Going into the fourth quarter, we finally have many defensive stops starting this third. And because of those stops... We start getting a little looser on the offensive end as well. Our three is starting to drop. We get a few and ones. And the Jazz are just finally starting to pull away from this game. The Clippers' co constant aggressiveness is kind of faded away now in the fourth. And it's another reason why the Jazz have started pulling away. Actually, when I typed that, they threw out Patrick Beverly again. Start guarding Mitchell. I think that was the game plan is like, hey, you know, Pat, you're going to... You're going to just smother Donovan Mitchell this whole game and not let him get, any, get anything. And he's, he was doing very well. Halfway through the fourth quarter, the Jazz are up by 17 now. So they just opened the game up real quick in this fourth quarter. 102 to 85. And the Jazz are just running away. Um, the thing I noticed most about this team so far this half of the season is the gas pedal is hardly released at the end of the games. Um, sometimes you'll see the team just run out of gas um, 
especially on close games, just like this Clippers team did, um, just like the 76ers did. And the Jazz just continue their pace. And um, yeah, and, and that's what's really helping us win these games. The bench is clear at two minutes left. The Jazz are up 110 to 90, and they win the game 114 to 96. I don't really uh, annotate what happened during garbage time. So we did get two minutes off for our starters. Uh, Joe Ingles only played 24 points. I thought I saw him limping last. I didn't really hear too many more reports. And I, since I saw him limping, I don't remember if I saw him on the court since. So hopefully he's okay. He's not injured or they're just being precautious. And uh, we scored 33 points in that final quarter to their 21. So, I mean, this half, we scored 68 points to their 45. Very good second quarter from us. Exactly what we need. Um, It's just frustrating to have a team like this hold on to us for so long when we should have put them away early, especially with having uh, Nicholas Batum off, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, I mean, yes, we had Mike Conley out, but Joel Ingles has really stepped up in his absence. But it is what it is. We get the W. That's all that matters. We're now at nine straight. Nine straight wins, great. Uh, 20 wins out of 21, even better. <laughs> so it's, yeah. I mean, this, this team's playing their basketball. They're really they're really staying aggressive throughout the team, the whole game. They're not giving up when things seem a little bit bleak. They seem, they continue to play their ball at times or what is given to them. Yes. They didn't play their offensive sets as much this game, if any. Um, but I mean, once teams realize, Hey, we tried this game against them and it's still not working. They're going to abandon that. And maybe we can get our sets back, you know, and that'll maybe, Playing us this way is the better way to do it. So let's get into the stats of the game. Um, So we're 43% on field goals this game. So not very good shooting from us and 33 points, three pointers made. Um, We, we still out rebound 52 to 48. Uh, We only allowed 99 offensive boards, even though it felt a lot more. So we win the rebounding battle. It should have been a lot more, but it seemed like Rudy was like the only one trying to rebound at times. We had only 19 assists that this game, and that's small. And we shot 42 field, or made 42 field goals. So our assist to made shots ratio was 45%, which is, you know, a lot lower than we'd like to see it, um, especially when they're winning their big games. It's usually around that 60% mark. We had only 13 turnovers, one more than I'd like to see. Um, the good news about that is uh, I think in that third quarter we're at like 11 already or 12. So we really buckled down in that fourth quarter. And I think that's what helped us pull it away. So our other stats of the game, I like to keep or like to see the Jazz keep teams under 25 points per quarter. or And so I have this little running ratio going on that's 25 or under. Not, you know, 25 and over doesn't really matter. So... Uh, we only allowed 25 points in that first one, um, so we're now 15 and two. Um, we allowed just over 50 per, 50 points going into the half. Now we're 10 and four. We allowed 75 points exactly. Now we're undefeated, still 12 and 0. And then we didn't let them get above 100. Now we're 10 
and no, so 10 games so far where we have held teams under 100 points. And that is just great, <laughs> really good to see. Um, so what does that mean? 19, like two, two out of three or two out of three games is an over 100 point, point game. But yeah, every th three games, we're holding teams under 100. And that's very good. Uh, we are climbing up steadily back into that defensive rating team, especially after that big game from 76ers last one. And that really hurt our defensive rating because they were just scoring everything inside. Let's get into the notes of the game. Um, F note being the worst player. ABC note uh, being the best players of the game with A being the absolute best. At least this is my opinion. Uh, take it or leave it, right? Uh, <laughs> F note of the game was Boyan Bogdanovic. Uh, again, five points on two of ten shooting. One rebound, one assist, one steal, three turnovers. So just how atrocious game from him. Atrocious. That's it. that's all I can say about it. Just not a great game. Um, he got a really nice and one, and that was pretty much it. So three turnovers, not very good. Um, it's it's attributed also to how the, the, how the Clippers were playing aggressiveness-wise. But last two games, Boogie's 0-9 for three-pointers. And ever since that Pacers game, when I think he was trying to prove a little too much, he's only been 8 for 35 since then. So six games so far, that's only like 25%. Just terrible shooting from the three-pointer as of late. And, hope I mean, he's got to find something. He's got to find the groove. I think because of this winning streak, we've kind of been ignoring what he's been doing as far as behind the three-point line, and we just need that back. That's all I can say. Um Sino of the game was Joe Ingles, 14 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 steal, plus and minus 10 points. B-note of the game, uh, this was really close between the B and A-note. Donovan Mitchell, I selected him as the B-note of the game, with 24 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, 1 block, and a plus-minus of positive 10. Um, did I go into the C-note with Joe Ingles? If I didn't, I'm repeating it again. I don't remember. But Joe Ingles was the C-note. 14 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 steal, plus or minus 10. Plus 10, I think I did. Um, one note to put on Joe Ingles, that's why I'm debating whether or not, is yes, that limp. Um, I don't know. Hopefully he's good. I just don't remember if I saw him after that happened. I think he stepped on a player's foot. Um, a note of the game was Rudy Gobert with 23 points, 20 rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, plus minus positive 25. I swear the dude had more than one block. I, I They did a replay, and he had like three. So hopefully NBA goes in there and, and takes a look at these shots because I think he had more than one block. Um, he, he I think he had four or five. He, he was just that dominant in this game. So the reason why I selected Rudy Gobert over Donovan Mitchell mainly is because of his dominance on the defensive end as well as the offensive end. I'm not saying Mitchell didn't. Again, he was great on the defensive end as well, getting four steals, reading the lanes and everything. But Rudy Gobert just completely changed the inside game for the Clippers. He really stepped up this game. Um, and yeah, I, I do believe he got more than one block. But anyways... 
So that's why I selected him as, uh, and he played overall a four quarter game. Donovan Mitchell didn't really show up until the end of the second quarter. So that's another reason why I selected Rudy Gobert. So let's get into the games tonight. Um, uh, they should all be over now because we had the late games. Uh, the Magic beat the Knicks, surprisingly, 107-89. and The Hawks defeated the Celtics, 122-114. to um, I mean, Jack called it when they were doing their podcast last or uh, yesterday. Um, so, <laughs> good call, I guess. I, I, I don't think you wanted to see it come through, right? 76ers bounced back from their three-game skid, beating the Rockets that have been hapless thus far after having a good surge, 118-113. to 113. The Wizards are on fire now. Three games in a row now, I believe. They beat the Nuggets. Yeah, three games in a row. Look at me. I'm, I'm smart. Uh, <laughs> Wizards beat, beat the Nuggets, 130-128. to 128. And we're just climbing just making the nuggets get deeper and deeper in that hole behind us on that uh conference or that division pacers beat the timberwolves 134 to 128 in overtime the bulls come back from a, a deficit against the pistons 105 to 102 um i don't know how far down they're at one point i think they're down by like 20 yeah I, i'm showing like 50 Two to thirty or something, uh, so they come back and win that game. The Trailblazers squeak out against the Pelicans, one twenty-six to one twenty-four. The Pelicans or the the uh, Portland Trailblazers also on fire with their six-game winning streak. Grizzlies defeat the Thunder, one twenty-two to one thirteen. The Warriors beat the Heat in overtime, one twenty to one twelve. And man, these Heat are trying to come back. They've lost three straight now, and they're playing really good at Western Conference teams at that. But, man, uh, they're trying to get back into this. And Golden State is surprising me because I didn't really have them in the top ten at all. And maybe that's a fault on my own being a little ignorant. But, yeah, so that's the game so far. Um, as far as standings go, there hasn't been much change except for Brooklyn's now number two in the East. But everything in the West is pretty much the same. Portland 4, Phoenix 5, uh, San Antonio 6, Golden State 7, and Denver 8. So, but yeah. This Western Conference <laughs> playoffs I'm not looking forward to. Because anyone can go on. The only one I, I probably can say that I don't see is San Antonio. Um, but they have pop, so... <laughs> Anyone, I mean, if Dallas squeaks, starts climbing up, New Orleans starts climbing up, these teams can beat anyone. Um, so I, the West ain't safe. The West, they ain't safe for anybody. The Lakers, I don't care. The Lakers are human. Um, no one expected them to do anything last year, and they did. Um, but just saying, you know, from a flip to a switch from last year of like, oh, they're not going to, they're not going to win the finals. They don't have enough players around them to, oh, nobody's ever going to beat them ever again in the history of ever. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, I read so many articles how the Lakers ain't going to make it last year. And they won the championship handedly. Teams get figured out. Um, I believe the Lakers, I don't think 
everybody said that they got they improved on their roster. I think they got a little bit worse. Not not like outstanding worse where hey they're they're definitely not gonna win the championship. Because they could, but I think any team can win this championship and it could be to a point where the teams were fighting so hard in the Western Conference by the time we go face the East team, whoever goes through is just so beat that the East team just rolls through because they've had an easy, you know, at least easy two rounds. So I could see that as well. So yeah, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Remember, if you have any questions, just go ahead and uh, you can inbox me on Instagram or Facebook um, or just shoot an email to the jazz notes at gmail.com. I'll really start gathering questions uh, probably next week. But yeah, man, 50 episodes already a year through. Um, and um, I'm going to also go through all the countries that listen to the podcast because it's over 10. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for contributing. Thanks for, you know, you know your inputs, your ratings. You know, I see them, and uh, uh, it makes me happy to see that people are enjoying this, and it really makes me uh, want to continue this and uh, see where it goes from there. Um, I, again, I'm going to talk about my goal in this podcast. I have a pretty lofty goal, I think, but I think it's very attainable as well. And I'll talk about that in the 50th episode as well. So again, for like, thanks for listening. Jazz nine-game winning streak. We play against the Clippers on Friday again in LA. So don't miss it. I believe it got moved to ESPN because before that, um, before that, it, it was just a regular game. I think we took the we took the game from the uh, Rockets and the. Mavs, and I don't think they're too happy about that. Yeah, it's on ESPN. So, yeah, it's going to be a late game, I think. Yep, and our 8 p.m. game. So, I'll see you then. And as always, go Jazz.